Join host Pastor Adama and Zama Segbiji from the 8th and 9th of August for Covenant 2018 with guest speakers Pastors Taiwo and Namti Adukoya of the Fountain of Life Church International, Nigeria. Venue is Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Time is 7 p.m. each night. Register free today at 01293-885-000 or online at solutionchapel.org for Covenant 2018, August 8th and 9th. Come and have a life transforming encounter with the covenant keeping God. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. And when you take it onto this most word of prophecy, it says, As unto the light that shineth in a dark place until the day. In other words, this sure word of prophecy has so much light, has so much power in it, that when it comes into contact with darkness, darkness has to bow. Well, I, I was meant to preach a message tonight, but because of the magnitude of the message, I have to make it a two-part message because what I wanted to preach, if I don't teach what I'm about to teach you tonight, then you will not get the whole picture of what God wants to do. Amen? So it's supposed to be a one-part message, but the Holy Spirit has expanded it to two. So I'll do the part one today and do part two next week. But the part one is very important. The part one is a foundational teaching. And then next week will be the icing on the cake for this message. Amen. Amen. So are you ready for the word? All right. If you are, turn with me please in your Bibles to the book of 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19 and 20. The book of 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19 and 20. I read. It says, We have also a sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Um, starting a new series, a two-part series that I have titled The Potency of Prophecy. The Potency of Prophecy. Now, when we talk about potency, we are talking about power. We are talking about something that has what? Power. The ability to effect change. So when we talk about the potency of 
prophecy, we are talking about the power that is within prophesying. Because when we prophesy, atmospheres change. When we prophesy, things change. Prophecy has the power to affect both animate and inanimate things. Prophecy has the power to transform or to change both animate and inanimate things. For instance, in the book of Luke, in the book of Mark chapter 11, from verse 10 downwards, you, you know the story, Jesus was hungry and he saw a fig tree afar off and when he rushed quickly to go and see if he can find anything on that fig tree, the Bible says that he found nothing. And the fig tree answered it. And Jesus said unto it, From henceforth, no man shall eat of you. And the Bible says that the following day, when they were passing, the fig tree had dried up from the root. And Peter said, Master, Rabbi, teacher, look, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away. And Jesus said in Mark chapter 11 verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. In other words, prophesying to things can even affect their life. Jesus prophesied, Jesus cursed that fig tree and that fig tree dried up. So what I'm saying in effect is that there is so much power in prophecy that if we don't understand how to use it, we'll have the power at our disposal but the power will not benefit us. Are you following what I'm saying? And I want you to understand that when we talk about prophecy, prophecy is not only for a particular group of people. Prophecy is not just for prophets. Prophets are not the only ones supposed to prophesy. Why? Because the Bible, the scripture we read in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19, the Bible says that we also, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. A more sure word of prophecy. And that sure word of prophecy is the Bible. Are you following me? So the Bible says that we have also a more sure word of prophecy. What's the Bible saying? That yes, it's good for you to hear a man of God prophesy to you. It's good to hear a prophet prophesy to you. But that prophecy is not a sure or a more sure word of prophecy. Are you following me? It's a prophecy, but it's not a sure word of prophecy. Oh, this is powerful. It's a prophecy, but it's not. If it's not quoting verbatim the word of God, it is not a more sure word of prophecy. Why is the Bible saying that we also have a more sure word of prophecy? Because there is a prophecy that is not more sure than this. Are you following me? There is a prophecy that is no more sure than this word, which is the word of God. So the word of God is the most accurate prophecy you will ever find on the surface of the earth. 
So if you are looking for prophecy, your number one spot, your number one location you have to go to, it's not a church, it's not a man of God, but to the word of God. Are you following what I'm saying? But to where? To the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is a more sure word of prophecy. Let me hear a good amen. Amen. It says, where where unto you do well that you take heed. Now it's saying you do well to take heed means you do well to listen to this sure word of prophecy. And look at the result of listening to this sure word of prophecy. It says, as unto a light. Oh, this is awesome. This sure word of prophecy is likened, it's compared to a light. And look at the effect of this light. It says the light shines in the darkness until the dawn. So when you have this sure word of prophecy, your path is cleared. Your direction is cleared. You don't miss your way because the word of God is a more sure word of prophecy And when you have this more sure word of prophecy, it says, where unto you do well to take heed. You must learn to take heed to this word, the Bible, more than what I say. The Bible is more powerful than what I say. If you are going to believe anything at all, you must first believe in what the Bible says that what any man of God or any woman of God, any bishop, any archbishop, any prophet, any apostle, any teacher, any evangelist says. Because the word of God is a sure, it's a more sure word of what? Prophecy. And when you take it onto this most word of prophecy, it says, as unto the light that shineth in a dark place until the day. In other words, this sure word of prophecy has so much light, has so much power in it, that when it comes into contact with darkness, darkness has to bow. Say a good amen. Amen. Darkness has to bow. Darkness has has to give way Because when the light of the word shines up, then what happens is you can see clearly. You are not confused. Confusion is taken away. Because the word, the sure word of prophecy has the ability to direct your path clearly. Let me hear a good amen. Amen. And not only that, it says, and the day star arise in your heart. The day star arrives where? In your heart. When you have this more sure word of prophecy, the day star arises in your heart. There is clarity in your heart. You are not confused. There is no confusion in your heart. Your heart is clear cut because of the sure word of prophecy. Verse 20. It says, knowing this first, knowing what first, Knowing the sure word of prophecy first. So before you come to church, you must know the word for yourself. Are you following what I'm saying? You don't come with an attitude and say, oh, okay, the pastor is going to feed me, so I'm not going to study at all. No, 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 no. You do your part. Knowing first, you go home, you are in your house, you make sure you study the word for yourself. 
So you know the word. And when you come to church, guess what? All that happens in church is a confirmation of what you have already studied. So when you spend time with God, you hear a sure word of prophecy from God. And when you come to church, you hear confirmation through your set man of God. And then you know without any shadow of doubt that this word is from God. Are you following what I'm saying? It says knowing this first, that no prophecy. Oh, this is powerful. It says no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Jesus said, what I say to one, I say to all. What I say to one, I say to how many? To all. Why? Because no prophecy is of, no prophecy of scripture is of a private interpretation. In other words, I cannot corner this brother and say, I have a private prophecy for you. Or the sister in the far corner and say, sister, I have a private prophecy for you. Meet me at number so, so, and so. It's prophecy, a sure word of prophecy is public. And we're going to go into details. It's not, you see, all the things you hear around, you know, people mentioning color, colors of, you know, unfortunately, I can't go into detail because of, you know, people mention all kinds of things. So-called, quote, unquote, prophets, they mention all kinds of things and say, you are wearing this, you are wearing that, that, uh, you know, come on now, come on. If there are a thousand people there, one person will be wearing red. If there are 10,000 people there, one person will be wearing blue. (laughs) Now, I'm not blind to see that some of you are wearing yellow. (laughs) Are you following what I'm saying? That's not prophecy. And then then we go to the extent and then, you know, somebody will say, okay, uh, you are living at at address number 14, uh, Homerton Road, uh, SE 12, your postcode is SC121JW. And the, the, the program is being held around uh, Homerton or Hackney. So to know somebody's postcode is no prophecy. It's easy. Are you following? All I have to do is ask Google. Give me all the postcode and the house numbers on, on, on London Road. It's not of private interpretation. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not of a private interpretation. Because what we need to understand is that um, uh, there are all kinds of things going on in the church. There are all kinds of things going on in the church. And people mistake a sure word of prophecy with a deception that is going on in the church. Do you remember when Saul, the kingdom was taken away from him? Do you remember? He went and consulted the dead. Do you remember? 
he started consulting familiar spirits. There are familiar spirits in the church today. There are unfortunately quote and unquote so-called prophets operating in familiar spirits. And familiar spirits behave just like the, the, the prophetic gifting, the true prophetic gifting. Same. Familiar spirit. Familiar spirit is the opposite of the true spirit of God. It operates just like a familiar spirit can tell you four generations. The name of your great grandmother, what they ate and they died, where you are coming from, your village, what you ate yesterday, what you are thinking now, what's going to happen to you tomorrow. It's a familiar spirit. That's why the Bible says, test all spirits. But many of us don't test. We take everything on face value. The Bible says that the church in Berea, when they come to church and they are taught, they go back and search the scriptures. How many of you, when you come to church and you hear me teach or preach, you go back and research what I have taught? How many? As a matter of fact, once you come to church, many of us come without Bibles. And those of us who come with Bibles and notebooks, we write. After we finish, we put it aside. I come back on Sunday and get more. We don't go back and research. That's, that's, the, that's the foundation of the Christian life. Christian maturity and Christian growth is to be hungry for God yourself. Is to search the scriptures yourself. Don't, don't take everything somebody says on face value. Learn to search the scriptures for yourself. Are you following what I'm saying? So it says knowing this first. That no prophecy is of, of the scripture. Is of any private interpretation. So the word of God is not private. Private interpretation also there means not for you to use it as a means to, to make gains. Have you not heard? Have you not seen that sometimes people have to queue and pay money for personal prophecy? Is that not true? It's happening. And you see the line. People are queuing 100 pounds, personal prophecy 200 pounds, Promotion prophecy, 500 pounds. <laughs> Marriage prophecy, 1,000 pounds. And people are paying. It's sad. The church is at the most gullible place. I was reading the book of Ezekiel and God said, I'm going to bring a judgment. I'm going to start killing people and it will begin from my house. It says, none shall be left. Those who are near will die by the sword. Those who are far will die by famine. Those who are not around, there are other ways they are going to die. And God says he's going to begin from his house. And many of you, if I change my title now to prophet, every time you come to church, you say, prophet, what is God saying? Is God saying something through you to me? 
Prophet, what did God say? Now we have magicians as prophets in the pulpit. How do you know who is a true prophet? Whatever he says, if it's which is of God, comes to part exactly and accurately. I'm teaching. I need to lay the foundation so that I can teach you. I can teach what I want to teach next week. Now turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 4 to 11. Your life will never be the same again after tonight. You will be able to differentiate between false prophets, fake prophets, and true prophets from henceforth. Because God is clear. God said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. You and I are no more clever and intelligent than God. God says, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. So you have to understand that there are pastors given to you by God. How many of you chose your parents? You can't choose your mother. You can't choose your father. You can't determine where you were born. You can't choose that. I know there are a few instances where babies decide where they are born. I think I was born in a car. I was not born in the hospital. My mom was on her way to the hospital and I decided to say, no, no, no. Not in the hospital. It's going to be in the car. But that was the determinate counsel of the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying? You didn't choose your mother. You didn't choose your father. It's the same way you don't choose your pastor. God says, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. So if you are under a pastor that is not given to you by God, you are out of God's will. You need to understand that this is important. This day and age where you see people jumping, hopping from one place to the other, it's not of God. It's not of God. And unfortunately, many of such people might not make heaven. Because the Bible says that in the last days, many will have what? Itching ears. If they come here and they are taught the word and they don't like it, they'll say, no, no, no. I don't like what they are teaching here. Let me go that side. I want prophecy. If they are not prophesying here, I want a prophet. Sad. And these are very gullible people. And these are people that have been in the church for years. They know all the church lingos. When they come to the church, they'll start calling you Papa. When they come to the church, they'll start calling you Daddy. When they come to the church, they'll start calling you. They know all the church lingos. They know all the church. And when such people, I tell, I tell my wife, look at this one. This is the church lingo people. They will not stay for long because they've been from one place to the other. They are church, church shopping. Sit down and be taught. Stop jumping. Stop gallivanting from one church to the other. Sit down and be taught. If this is where God has planted you, you can go everywhere. You will not prosper. That's the truth. You see the scripture we read before this evening? It said, God says, there's a place I have chosen. It's not you who chooses. It's not me who chooses. I didn't know any of you from Adam. It's the calling of God that has destined us together. Are you following what I'm saying? If, if it's not 
without the calling. There's no way I'll ever meet any of you anywhere. No way. If I were a banker, we won't be sitting in the bank now talking about figures. Are you following what I'm saying? So, what you need to understand is when it comes to the things of God, you need to sit down and be taught. Stop jumping. That's not growth. That's not maturity. So, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 4. I read. It says, now there are diversities of gifts by the same spirit. And there are differences of administration by the same Lord. Can you see that? And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Verse 7. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. The manifestations of the spirit is not given to the man to profit himself. Remember? It's not of private interpretation. Remember that? So it's very important. You need to understand that. Verse 8, it says, For to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gift of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. I want you to underline that. To another, what? Prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the, and the self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills. So listen, the, the originator of all these gifts is the spirit of God. It's God himself. And listen, he does not put all the gifts in one place. It was only Jesus who operated in all the gifts. But after Jesus, all the gifts, the ministering gifts, gift of prophecy, gift of tongues, gift of interpretation, gift of wisdom, all these gifts are in different places. All these gifts are where in different places. Places. So now, if you get up and say, as for me, I only want the gift of prophecy, then you are telling God there is something wrong with God. Because the Bible says that, but all this work that one and the self self spirit, self self spirit dividing to every man severally as he, God, as he, the Holy Spirit, wills, not as you will. So that means in God's infinite wisdom, he decides for you which church you must be planted in. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, because it's God who divides to every man severally as he will. So in this church, 
God has already divided the gift as he wills. So when you come here, he has already placed the gift here to make you fruitful, to make you prosperous, to make you an overcomer, to mature you in every form and every capacity. Now, if you come here as God has planted you and you say, oh, oh, no, 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 no. All the pastor does is teaching, 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 teaching. We need a little bit of holy water. We need a little bit of, we want to drink a little bit of anointing oil. We want a little bit of blessed apple from Jordan. You know, you are telling God that God doesn't know how to distribute the gift to every man equally according as he wills. You want apple. You want salt. You see, There's a deception in the church today. We don't understand that there is a sure word of prophecy which we can take and wage warfare for ourselves. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 14, Paul said to Timothy, it says, neglect not the gift that is in thee which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Neglect not Neglect not the gift. You see, many people have this gift of prophecy in them, but because they don't know and because they are not stirring it up, guess what happens? It is being neglected. Do you know that when you have a gift and you neglect it, it will go waste, it will rust, it will be of no benefit to you? So Paul said, Neglect not this gift. The gift is already in you. Stop looking for somebody to prophesy over you. Do you have a mouth? The Bible says that the word of God is where it's nigh you. It's in your mouth which we teach the word of faith. The word of prophecy is not far from you. Get a Bible for yourself and start prophesying the word for yourself. Now quickly, I want to emphasize this. That even though we have all been given the gift of prophecy and we have the ability to prophesy, love must be the foundation for every prophetic gift. If you don't walk in love, you will not see the manifestations of the gift that God has given you. So turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 1 to 3. I think I'm doing a good job by laying my foundation. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 1 to 3. I'll read. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and I have not charity or in other words, I have not love. I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Oh, this is powerful. 
what the Bible is saying is that what is inside of you determines the noise that comes out of you. There are certain people that make so much noise. Now I'll give you an example. This is a glass that I'm holding. Can you see? What's in it? Is there anything in it? Is there anything in it? There's nothing in it. So let's hear the sound of this glass that has nothing in it. Can you hear the sound? You can hear the sound. So the Bible says that though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and I have not, in other words, I'm not filled with love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. So now this glass has nothing before we hear the sound. Now let me just put this water in this glass. This is very important. You heard the first sound, did you? Now let's hear the second sound after this glass is filled with water. Can you see the difference? Can you hear the difference in sound? Now it's not as noisy as it was before. What you are filled with is what determines the noise you make. The people who make most noises in churches are people who are empty symbols. They are the people who are walking in carnality. They make the most noise. You hear them say, I'm not growing in the church. That's empty symbols. I'm not growing in the church. <laughs> they say it with that attitude from their nose. They talk from their nose. I'm not growing in the church. <laughs> Yet God did not give them to speak through their nose. I don't remember when the pastor preached last week. Did you take note? <laughs> did you go back home and do a revision? No. Empty. Tech departments, people who make, create so much problems are empty people. Oh, I, I cannot, I don't like this sister. I, I don't like that sister. Oh, I don't like the way that brother look at me. I, I, I cannot serve in the ushers. Empty, empty symbols. <laughs> because empty symbols make the most noise. Why are, they, why are they asking us to give again? Go and check their records of giving. <laughs> Every time we come to church, they are talking about tithes and offering. What should we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what turns the lights on? Do you think it's free? The light is free? Is the microphone free? Are the speakers free? Are the chairs free? Are the cameras free? No, it costs money. It costs money. And these are the people who make most noise. 
they don't tithe. They are non-tithers. You check. You can see signs of non-tithers. When it's time for tithes and offering, they bow their head down. Or they go to the toilet. Or they come after the tithes and offering are taken. They just, their attitude is just to, I eat, 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 and contribute nothing. So the Bible says that though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, have you heard angelic tongues before? Have you heard angelic tongues before? Angelic tongues goes like this. Shaipa, diaper, shaipa, diaper, shaipa, diaper, yapa. It's not tongues from here. Shakato, shadayam. I'm telling you, angelic tongue, when you hear it, you know that, wow, this one, this tongue is configured. <laughs> this is a configured tongues. Rontata, rontako, rekabr. I mean, if you record the tongues, it's an arranged, configured tongues. It's angelic tongues, heavenly. You see, these are people who criticize some of us who, 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 who pray simple tongues. They say, oh, he's been praying only simple tongues. Shanda, shanda, give me my bow tie. Shanda, shanda, give me my bow tie. <laughs> It's a simple tongue. Why is he asking God for giving him both time? But you, you see, you lack understanding. You think the person say, Shanda, Shanda, give him my both time. It's asking God for a both time. No! <laughs> so he said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, if I have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tingling symbol and though I have the gift of prophecy verse 2 and understand all mysteries and all knowledge though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love I am nothing so you can have the gift of prophecy and still not have love you can operate in all the gifts and not have what? Love. Because he says, though I have the gift of prophecy, I have the gift of understanding all mysteries, not some. How many mysteries? All mysteries. Though I have the gift of all knowledge and though I have the gift of all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. So that means you can be operating in all these gifts. You are removing mountains. You are doing exploits. Working in mysteries and still not work in love. And still not work in what? Love. Verse 3 says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profited nothing. So that means you can be in the church and be in the church not in love. You can be singing in the choir and not with love. You can be cleaning the carpets, cleaning the chairs, putting everything out and not in love. 
Are you following what the Bible is saying? So we can all do all of this, but without love. But God is saying that if we do all this without love, it profits nothing. That means there is no heavenly reward to what you are doing. Remember, some people came to Jesus and said, we cast out devils in your name. We, we healed in your name. And Jesus will say what? Depart from me. I know you not. Ye workers of iniquity. They did it in the name of Jesus, but in iniquity. I've always told you that when God called me, you were not there. You were not there. I just showed up here and told you God has called me. And you became part of it. How do you know? That's why the Bible says, test the spirit. Check the track record. Jesus said, by their fruit, you will know them. Unfortunately, the church of today likes gymnastics. We like gymnastics, you know that? The only time we, we enjoy church is when we fall down. He said, today I fell down. Hey, church was powerful. You, you determine the power of the service by your falling down. So when you don't fall down, it means the church was so powerful. We want sensationalism in the church. But that's not what God wants. So love must be the foundation for every prophetic gift. As we get ready to close, listen, the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that works for you. So that means you can be in this church and I'll prophesy and if you don't believe it, even if the prophecy is from God and you don't believe it, guess what? It will not work for you. The prophecy you believe is a prophecy that does what? That works for you. That means belief is so important. Have you not seen people put some thread on their hands and they believe that it's good luck and it works for them? What you believe in works for you. Have you not seen people have a good God? A, 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 an idol in their room and they pray to it every day and they believe it will work for them. Have you not seen going to Chinese restaurants and you see their small God and they believe that before they open, they will do incense and pray to this God today give me customers and at the end, they attribute all their sales to that God. They believe that that God gave them the customers. And have you not even been to some of them where you see they've put their Chinese rice, they've dished some rice and put it in front of that God, thinking that that God is eating. Why? Because they believe in it. And they publicly display their belief. Publicly. Publicly. So the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that works for you. That means if you don't believe the prophecy, it will, no matter how potent it is, it will not work for you. 
Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. I'll go to the background of this scripture. It says, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went forth. Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah. And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, hear me, O solution. Hear me, O the world. Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be what? You shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall what? Prosper. Now why is he saying believe in the Lord your God? Why do you have to believe in God? Now, have you noticed that if you don't believe that God is God, you will not be saved. The only time you are saved is when you believe that Jesus, as a matter of fact, was born of a virgin Mary, died on the cross for you, rose triumphantly on the third day. If you confess your sins with your mouth, believe in your heart, that's the only time you will be saved. If you don't believe it, you will not be saved. That's why you have to be careful of what non-believers say. Who are non-believers? Non-believers don't believe in what we believe in. So a non-believer will come and say, why should you tithe? You are a believer. You believe that when I tithe, when I give my 10% of my hard-earned money to the Lord, he opens the windows of heaven and he pours out a blessing for me. That's what I believe in. An unbeliever, a non-believer doesn't believe it. So if a non-believer criticizes your belief and you displace your belief and follows the non-believer, you become like the non-believer. Why? Because the non-believer is trying to take away your protection. It's trying to take away your source of strength. Are you following what I'm saying? It's trying to take away everything that God has put in place for you. So he doesn't believe in God. Doesn't mean you also shouldn't believe in God. The non-believer doesn't believe that, I mean, uh, 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 okay, no, I can't say that. So an unbeliever doesn't believe. But you, a believer, you what? You believe. Because we are what? Believers. And what are believers supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? So it says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. So that means if you want to be established, you have to believe God. That means if you don't believe in God, you will not be established. Now, the next point, which is very important, it says, believe in your prophets and you shall prosper. Believe in his prophets. In other words, believe in the God-ordained prophets. Believe in his prophets and you shall what? Prosper. That means your prosperity is in the mouth of your prophet. If he doesn't open his mouth and say you are blessed, you'll be there working hard nine to five. Working hard. 
if you don't believe what I'm saying, ask Jacob. All Isaac did was said, you are blessed. That's all. Was he blessed or not? And before Isaac blessed him, he said, go and bring me food to eat. This is his father. He said, give me food to eat before I release a blessing. So if you don't believe how the kingdom operates, my friend, you won't go far. You won't go where? You won't go far. You can say, I don't believe in the law of gravity. I don't believe in the You jump and say, go to, go to 50th floor and jump from that floor and see if, if <laughs> the law of gravity is in operation or not. Listen, the word of God is a law. Whether you believe it or not, it still is in the operation. Do you know that as we are sitting here, there are radioactive waves that you can't see them? It doesn't mean they don't exist. This mic is connected through those radioactive frequencies. There is no cord connected from this mic to the speakers. Is there? It's, it's cordless. But when I speak through it, you can hear it in the, in the speakers. You can hear it in everywhere. In the, in, the, in the cameras, everywhere. The fact that you can't see no cord doesn't mean it's not connected. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are frequencies here. You need the right equipment to receive them. And the equipment we, we use to receive in the kingdom of God is our belief. You have to believe it. It doesn't matter the prophecy I prophesy over your head. If you don't believe it, it will not work. It will not work. Quickly as we get ready to close. Three things that kills prophecies. Three things. Remember we are talking about what? The potency of what? Prophecy. Three things that kills every prophecy is number one, fear. Number one, fear. Job chapter one, verse one. It says, there was a man in the land of Uz, whose name of Job, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright. I want you to underline this. Perfect and upright, one that feared God and eschewed evil. So Job was perfect, Job was upright, Job feared God. In other words, Job reverenced God and Job hated evil. Right? But in spite of all these, look at what happened in chapter 3 and verse 25. You know the story? Job's children were killed. You remember that? His children were killed. All his business collapsed, everything. That's why you can never trust in material things. Because today is there, tomorrow is not. Trust in the God who gave it to you. And those things will be sustained. Are you following me? So now in Job chapter 3 verse 25, listen to Job's Remark after he's lost everything. It says, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me and that which was I was afraid of is come unto me. Now, what am I saying? Job was a righteous man. 
Job feared God. Job was upright. Job loved God, yet fear destabilized everything he had. So that means it doesn't matter the level of prophecy that has gone ahead of you. If you walk in fear, that prophecy will not come to pass. Do you know sometimes people receive a word of prophecy and they are scared. And when you ask them, oh, I'm scared that it will not happen. You've killed it. Why don't, why don't you believe God that it will happen? Why, why are you scared that it will not happen? Why is it that every time when we, when we want to open our mouth and say something, it's always the negative that comes out first? Why not the positive? The second prophecy killer is doubt. Number one is fear. Number two is doubt. Number two is doubt. Now, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. And then we'll jump to verse 17 and 18. And then we'll jump to another uh, verse 19 and 20. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. Now, listen. It says, then Elijah, Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Whose word is Elisha speaking? The word of the Lord. It says, thou sayest the Lord, not me, Elisha. Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Verse 2, then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord shall make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And Elisha said unto him, Behold, Thou shalt see it but thou with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. It says, behold, you will see it, but you will not eat of it. Why did Elisha say this? Because he doubted the prophetic word. Every time you doubt the prophetic word, guess what happens? You will see the manifestation, but you will not eat of it. You will not be a partaker of it. Why? Because you are in doubt. And doubt will always freeze your future from experiencing God's prophetic word. Look at verse 17. The Bible says that, I mean, you know, that, you know the rest of the story. There were, there were four lepers who moved about and what happened? There was an economic shift and the same word of prophecy came to pass exactly as the man of God said it. Now look at verse 17. The Bible says that, and the king appointed the Lord, the same Lord who said, I don't believe it. The king appointed the Lord upon whom he leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trod upon him in the gate and he died as the man of God has said. Who spoke when the king came down to him? Verse 18. And it came to pass as the man of God has spoken to the king saying, Two measures of barley for a shekel and a measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be, shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. You see, so he saw the harvest but he didn't die. Why? Because people trod on him. They killed him through a stampede. So he saw what the man of God said but he didn't eat of it because the man of God prophesied it. Every time you doubt the word, 
you are truncating your future from experiencing abundance. Without believing the prophecy, you cannot see the manifestation of it. It's so important. Look at verse 19 and 20 of that same scripture. The Bible says that, and that Lord answered the man of God and said, now behold, if the Lord shall make windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, behold, thou shalt see it with thy eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. And so it fell out unto him, for the people trod him in the gate and he died. I pray that you will not die. I pray that you will eat of every prophetic word from this house. Every prophetic word over your life, I pray that you will not die. I pray that you will eat of it. I said, I pray that you will eat of it in the name of Jesus. The last one as we close, the last but not the least, the third thing that kills prophecy is unbelief. Number one is what? Fear. Number two is doubt. Number three is unbelief. Unbelief. Mark chapter six from verse one to six. The Bible says that, and Jesus went out from thence and came unto his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? And is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judea, and Judah, and Simon, are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own king, and in his own house. And he could then do no mighty work, save he laid his hands upon a few sick folk, and he healed them. Verse 6, and he marveled because of their unbelief and he went round about the villages teaching. So you see, unbelief is a killer. Listen, it will not cost you anything to believe the word, the sure word of prophecy. Every time God releases his word, just believe it. If God says tomorrow about this time, you are going to be a billionaire, just believe it. Don't think, how is it going to happen? Don't think they're in between. Well, how is God going to do it? I, I, I don't even have one pound saved. God knows how to channel resources to you for you to become a billionaire in one day. That is not to say that God doesn't want you to work. That is not to say that now you're going to sit down in luck saying, oh, one day, one day I'm going to be a billionaire. No. Just believe the word. Believe the word. I was coming to teach a message tonight, but the Holy Spirit said, no, they are not ready yet. Lay the foundation. Because next week, there are some things I'm going to say that will not make sense to you. But you have to believe it. That is a sure word of prophecy, so it's going to come to pass. Are you following what I'm saying? If God says it, 
you believe it and it will come to pass. Just like Mary. Mary was a virgin. An angel came and said, Mary, you are going to have a child. Mary said, how is it going to happen seeing I know no man? But he said, be it unto me according to your word. She believed. She was in an impossible situation, but she believed the word of God. If you can believe the word that God gives us in this house, many of you will not be where you are now. Pastor said, I'm going to be this. Pastor said, there are going to be 10 millionaires out of this church by the end of this year. Ah, I look at my job. Ah, this job, I'm only earning 18,000 pounds a year. Ah, how is it going to happen? <laughs> you have just truncated the word of prophecy. You have just programmed yourself into doubt. You have just put fear as a barrier. You have just started working in unbelief. And so long as you work in these three, fear, doubt, and unbelief, you can never experience the word of prophecy. But after today, I prophesy unto you that the word of prophecy will become a reality in your life. I said it will become a reality in your life in the name of Jesus every prophetic word over this house you will eat of it. You will not die before your time. You will not die before your time. Every prophetic word assigned to this house, we will see it with our own eyes. I prophesy we will see it speedily. I decree we will see it speedily. Nothing will stop it in the name of Jesus. I said nothing will stop it in the name of Jesus. We will see the miracles in the name of Jesus. Let me hear louder amen. The louder your amen, the quicker your prophecy. The louder your amen, the quicker your breakthrough. I said you will walk in the blessing in the name of Jesus. I decree you blessed in the name of Jesus. Your life will not be cut short in the name of Jesus. Your hands will handle great things in the name of Jesus. I prophesy abundance into your house. I prophesy increase in this house. I prophesy long life in this house. I prophesy open doors in this house. I prophesy long life and prosperity. I prophesy promotion upon promotion. I prophesy harvest upon harvest. I prophesy jubilation upon jubilation. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy the goodness of God in this house. I prophesy there shall be no lack in this house. There shall be no lack in this house. Tomorrow about this time, I decree unto you that you will be a millionaire. Let me hear a good amen. I decree over upon you that tomorrow about this time, you will be a millionaire. I prophesy over you that tomorrow about this time you will be a landlord. You own your own properties. Your business will expand on every side. I decree over that business that is going down that from today it goes up. It goes up from today. I prophesy it over your life. Anyone mocking your future, I prophesy the glory of God into your life. 
I prophesy the glory of God into this house. I prophesy that this house will be a mighty army. Everywhere we go, solution will be in that corner. We'll go from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From harvest to harvest. There shall be no season of any cycle of luck in this house. In the name of Jesus. Every barrier in front of you, I prophesy them broken. I prophesy every barrier broken. I prophesy every wall of Jericho come down. I prophesy every wall of resistance in front of us as a ministry come down now in the name of Jesus. I decree it now in the name of Jesus. According to the word of the Lord, I decree gifted men and gifted women in this house. I decree that this ministry is enlarging on every side. I prophesy that our, our branches will go over walls. Our branches will go over walls. Our branches will go over walls. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy healing to your body. Healing to your body. Healing to your body. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy this house as a house of great multitude. A house of great multitude. I prophesy this church will be a church full of God lovers. Will be a church full of God lovers. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy abundance. I prophesy breakthrough. I prophesy increase. Increase in your house. Increase over this business. Increase in this church. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy open doors. Open doors. Open doors across the world. Open doors. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy every dry bone will become a mighty army. In the mighty name of Jesus, I prophesy every empty chair will be filled with thousands of people. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I prophesy to you that days of lack are over. The days of lack are over. It's a season of expansion. It's a season of upliftment. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Did you receive it tonight? Did you receive it tonight? Hallelujah. Three things you must never walk in. Fear. Doubt and unbelief. Just believe the word. Come. Are you believing God for a house? Have you been believing God for long? Lift up your hands. Stand behind her, please. My goodness. All these years that you've, you've been toiling for a house, tonight marks the end. From tonight, you will walk into your house, your own house. In the name of Jesus, the toiling is over. In the name of Jesus, anything eating your resources is over. I prophesy to you, before the end of this year, you will have your own house. Before the end of this year, you will have your own house. 
in the name of Jesus, I decree it so in this land. It is done. I said it's done. Give Jesus some praise. Give Jesus the highest praise. Give Jesus the highest praise. Give Jesus the highest praise. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Join host Pastor Adama and Zama Segbiji from the 8th and 9th of August for Covenant 2018 with guest speakers Pastors Taiwo and Namti Adukoya of the Fountain of Life Church International, Nigeria. Venue is Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Time is 7 p.m. each night. Register free today at 01293-885-000 or online at solutionchapel.org for Covenant 2018, August 8th and 9th. Come and have a life transformation encounter with the covenant keeping God.